It's time to take the quiz. Five questions, five minutes a day, five days a week. Take the quiz every weekday at thequiz.fox and then listen to the quiz podcast to find out how you did. Play, share, and of course, listen to the quiz at thequiz.fox. It's Live in the Bream with the host of Fox News Sunday, Shannon Bream. All right, you guys, this is never happened before. We've got somebody on Live in the Bream this week who I literally heard their song, one of my favorites, in my car on the way to work this morning. And now I'm having the pleasure of interviewing them and talking about their very latest project. Colton Dixon, you may remember him. My first memory is him killing it on American Idol and then going on to incredible success in the music world. He's got a brand new project we're going to talk about. Um, Colton, welcome to Live in the Bream. Thank you so much. Honored to be here. I have been so blessed by your music over the years, and it's hard to believe that American Idol was back as far as it was. Did you ever kind of map out at that point a trajectory for what your career would be, what you would do with music? Where were you at when you got to that show? Man, um, music was kind of dropped in my lap at an early age, and, and I just fell in love with it and never thought American Idol would be one of the doors that opened, but um, lo and behold, there it was. And during that season, honestly, I feel like we all, as contestants, were just hanging on for dear life. <laughs> I still kind <laughs> of just feel trying the to survive same, one honestly. week at a time. Yeah, it's survival mode, big time, and you're learning so much, and you're growing so much as a, you know, as a singer, musician, as a human. Um, that was really my first experience, you know, outside of the nest. Um, you know, being so young, so I uh, had a lot of growing up to do, but uh, really fun time. Um, like I said, I grew a lot during that season. So I'm really thankful for that time in my life, but um, had no idea, uh, zero idea what God was going to do with the music career. Um, but I just knew that uh, it was going to play a part in my life in some form or fashion. So I'm, I'm glad things worked out the way they did. And so the newest release is Canvas. And uh, I was listening to your new single, My Light, that's coming out too. Tell me yeah. how the music comes together for you for a new release like this. Do you do some of the writing? Do you have a certain instinct about picking a song or a message that you think the Lord is working on you to share? You know, it's funny, this project, um, we kind of, ha it's a very unconventional writing style for me. I normally like to be in the writer's room as a song is conceived. And um, I kind of like to write songs before um, choosing a theme or a concept for a project. And and uh, the song Canvas came about, um, honestly, kind of towards the end of the writing cycle. And I just knew immediately that this needed to be the title track um, for the project. And just so sums up just kind of my life motto. And that is that I'm just a, a blank canvas and I want God to tell his story through me. And and uh, yeah, so with my light um, and Build a Boat, actually, we, we worked with the writing team out of Sweden um, who had had these songs written initially and then a friend of mine and i went in and rewrote a lot of the lyric and and kind of um used our our voice and and uh, our uh compass you know morally and and um i grew up in church so faith is a big part of what i do so kind of writing through that lens and and uh they are now the songs that you hear today um but uh they didn't start that way so it's kind of cool um different way of writing for me but I had a lot of fun doing it so let's talk about Build a Boat, because that's the song I heard this morning on the way in as yeah. I was stuck in horrific DC traffic. <laughs> and it just kind of gave me a little bit of a reset. Um, tell us about the message of that song, what you hope people take from it. 
Yeah. Um, it doesn't mean you can build a boat to get around traffic, unfortunately. Um, it comes <laughs> maybe from a flying uh, boat. Yeah, maybe that would be nice, wouldn't it? Um, but, uh, man, it comes from the Noah story, a story we're all really familiar with. And, and, uh, I think it's easy to get lost in the visuals of the story. It's a very visual story. Um, you've got this big boat, you've got a flood, you've got a lot of animals. Um, but the thing that strikes me the most about this story is Noah's obedience. Like if I were in Noah's shoes, I don't know that my re response would have been yes and amen, mm -hmm. if you know what I mean. Um, mm -hmm. And I think Hollywood and the media, they portray the story like that. You know, they they say that there's this big argument between God and Noah. Noah's saying you got the wrong guy. But the Bible says that Noah was obedient and did everything exactly the way God asked him to. And I thought that was just really beautiful. And it kind of challenged me in my own faith walk to go, you know what, regardless of what it looks like, uh, when I feel like I need to do something, when I feel God calling me to do something, I want my response to be yes, uh, because I believe that there's a reward waiting on the other side of crazy faith. And and uh, sometimes it's uh, it's not fun. But again, the reward far outweighs what you got to walk through. So uh, that's what the song's all about. So build the boat. That's what you're telling us. We should build the boat. Build the boat. Build a boat. Even when people tell you you're bonkers. Well, you talk about yeah. crazy faith. So let's talk about that because um, yeah. like you, I grew up in church. I had a really good foundation. Um, but then you get out into the world and you realize, hmm, not everybody, you know, sees this the way that I do. Not everybody wants faith sure. in their life or chooses to have faith in their life. And sometimes they look at people who do as odd as, um, you know, leaning on a crutch, unable to get sure. through life without some believing in some higher power that they may or may not think exists. Um, how has your faith been tested as you became an adult and have now moved into different conversations? Yeah. Well, like you said, um, growing up in church, there, there comes a point in everyone's life where you have to make faith your own. You know, you can't rely on your parents or your friends or your pastors, whatever. Um, you're, you're going to have to make that decision for yourself. And man, I, I would say a couple things. One, in the last couple of years, if you know, if you don't have faith with you, I don't know how you do it. I don't know how you're doing it. Um, I I wouldn't have made it through the last couple of years without, you know, my relationship with God. I just wouldn't have. And uh, I believe that hope doesn't and cannot exist without Jesus. Like there's no hope for you know. <laughs> I, I just don't know what else there is. But um, yeah, like I've just seen God come through time and time again for me. And, and that has just strengthened my relationship with him, like any relationship. Like when someone comes through for you, you trust them more and more and more. And, and that's been my experience with, with God. And I would hope that and wish that on everyone, you know, um, not that they would, even with what we do at concerts, like, man, I, I believe that people can leave changed, um, not because of a concert or an experience, but because they encounter Jesus for the first time. And yeah, I could talk about this for a long time, um, <laughs> but you're right. There comes a point in everyone's life where you have to make faith your own and you have to see it and experience it for yourself. Yeah, and for you, as all of us, I mean, it's gonna happen in very real world ways. You guys were blessed during the pandemic to have baby twin girls. That's right, that's even right. that was a frightening experience that called on you to look to your faith. Yeah. Um, yeah, we, we had a complication there, had to switch to a C-section and the, uh, the birthing process had begun for, um, one of our twins, little Dior. Um, the other's name is Athens. Um, and, uh, little Dior's body just didn't know how to handle it. So it shut down. 
Um, so when she came out, she wasn't breathing, didn't have a pulse. It was really scary. Um, but again, I'm thankful for good teaching and growing up in the church and, and having this relationship with God where I've seen him come through time and time again. So we just, we started to pray, um, as easy as it could have been for us to choose the opposite, which is fear. Um, we Mm -hmm. chose to have faith, um, and we prayed and whether God, you know, touched her directly or works through the doctors and nurses, uh, little Dior is happy and healthy and, um, no issues whatsoever. They'll, they'll both be three in August and, um, Mm. she's our miracle baby. Um, definitely. But, but yeah, like just because you say, you know, you're Christian or you follow Jesus doesn't mean that life is going to be easy. Um, it just means that we have the ultimate tool and guide to help us navigate that, which is Holy Spirit. So yeah, I'm really thankful. Really, really thankful. Okay, you got to tell us about the names. How did you guys decide on these names for the girls? Man, my wife killed it. I would love to take credit because they're so <laughs> cool. Um, but my wife killed it. Um, Athens means strong and courageous, and mm-hmm. Dior means golden. Um, and uh, oh. man, they just, they so live up to their names. <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny. Um, Dior is a little ray of sunshine. She just lights up the room. And, and Athens is so strong. She's very strong-willed. Um, she is, uh, she's going to be a leader one day, no doubt about it. Um, so we're, we're just already so proud of them and, and are so honored to be their parents and so thankful that, uh, they're both healthy and yeah, praise the Lord. What do you think that becoming a parent yourself has taught you about the way God sees us? Man, it's, it's all about perspective. Um, I feel like I've said this phrase a thousand times, but again, growing up in church, I feel like you hear this comparison between being a parent and, you know, um, this new perspective of how God sees and loves us and as his kids. And, uh, it's, it wasn't until I had my own that it really clicked. Um, I remember being in the hospital thinking, man, I just met, um, these two beautiful little humans, uh, and there's nothing I wouldn't do for them. Um, I would lay down my life right now if it, if it meant, you know, if it came to it, whatever. And I just remember, not an audible voice, um, but just feeling deep inside, like God just kind of like nudging me saying, man, I feel exactly the same way Mm. about you. And it just wrecked me. You know, I'm a mess in the, in the hospital and, um, (laughs) new fresh perspective is, uh, always something that I love and look forward to in life. And parenting has just, man, brought a, uh, (laughs) a whole new, uh, man, just playing field, a fresh perspective to my relationship with the Lord. And, and, uh, I'm really, really thankful for that. Yeah. And I mean, this happened at a time when everybody was locked down. I mean, tours were off the road. I mean, this was a long period of time. You're bringing your two sweet babies into this. Um, how did that conversation go for you and your wife thinking about, okay, we do have bills to pay. We've got two new little babies here. Um, and the world, there were so many people who lost so much during that time. It was just such a difficult time, emotionally, physically, mentally, spiritually, for billions of people around the world. Um, man, uh, so much happened around this time, you know, babies. And just a year prior, I got dropped by my record label. So I was kind of in that position of feeling like I lost my job and was able to write songs out of that place. And we released it in April of 2020, this first EP with Atlantic and um, had songs like Miracles and The Devil's a Liar and um, Wanderer and just a bunch of songs that, again, came out of that place of not knowing what the future looked like, but um, deciding to 
to believe and press on anyway. And, and uh, I'm so thankful. I think God's timing is perfect. Um, he knew what he was doing. And we, we even stood on some of those songs, you know, the birth of our twins, we stood on miracles. You know, we, we still believe in miracles. It's not just a, uh, a thing that happened thousands of years ago. Um, but man, the thing that we learned the most during the season, um, we say that God is our provider, but I, I feel like we kind of have all thrown that out nonchalantly mm-hmm. from time to time. And it just became really apparent um, as much as I can fall into um, having music define my identity or my career or, you know, even my title as a husband or a dad or whatever. Um, I, I just know that my identity actually like is, is in the Lord. Um, we weren't, we're not, you know, made to be earthly beings. We're, we're heavenly beings. We're, this is just a temporary season here. And, uh, I don't know. I just really saw God come through in a way that, um, I hadn't seen before during 2020. And again, it just strengthened and deepened that relationship and blew my mind. Um, you know, radio was playing songs that they hadn't touched in years and the royalty checks were bigger than they ever had been. (laughs) And I was just going, what is happening right now? And, and it's like, as soon as I asked the question, my wife and I both knew the answer to it. It's like, wow, God is really looking after us during the season. Um, he, uh, <laughs> he surprised us with twins. He's going <laughs> to take care of us. <laughs> so was there anything from COVID from that season that was any kind of silver lining or something that you've tried to hold on to or would like to continue that came out of that period? Man, for me, silver lining was even though outside the walls of our home, um, you know, the world was going to hell in a handbasket, it seemed. Um, it was just a beautiful time for my wife and I, um, man, we just, we, we cherished that season so much and mm-hmm. forcing me to be home, even though, you know, there was the, uh, fear, anxiety of not knowing if touring was coming back, but, um, I was home and I was able to be home during her, uh, pregnancy and to welcome the twins and to be home during that newborn season. And, and whereas I, you know, if, COVID wasn't happening, I would have been touring and I, I wouldn't have been home as much. So uh, we're really thankful that we have that time together. Um, it was really just a beautiful season. And yeah, um, that to me, that was my favorite part about 2020 mm-hmm. was consistently being home and, and getting to live that life with my wife and, and kiddos. Yeah. I think the together time is something that Gosh, people didn't really know that they were maybe missing or needed so much. And then we had it forced upon us and was like, oh, man, I kind of like having this downtime together and and being in sort of a cocoon and trying to, you know, manage your fears and your expectations and look out for people and care for your family and do things the best that you could. But it was very much a bonding experience. So I can't imagine with little babies, too, what a gift to be there for all of their first things in life um, during that time. We'll have more Live in the Bream in a moment. The Fox News Rundown, a contrast of perspectives you won't hear anywhere else. Your daily dose of news twice a day. Featuring insight from top newsmakers, reporters, and Fox News contributors. Listen and subscribe now by going to foxnewspodcasts.com. We're talking with Colton Dixon. He's got a brand new project out called Canvas. See, in the old days, you know, we would say record, we would say cassette, CD, like I just use projects. I'm an old person and I think that's the right word to use now. Um, but it's got songs that you've already heard, new ones that you will hear as well. And Colton, I believe you've been on tour 
this spring as well. So what has that been like to be back coming out of these last couple of years and be back on the road? Man, this tour, it has just been so amazing. I can't even, uh, I can't even put words to it. It's just the biggest tour that we've ever been able to do on our own. And we're so grateful to everyone who has listened to the music and, and tuned in, even if it's just for build a boat, you know, welcome to the party, you know, um, <laughs> hopefully we can continue to grow together, but, um, it's just cool to, to partner with what God is doing in each of these cities. Um, we've got 37 stops on this tour and we're, uh, probably two thirds of the way done now. So we got another third of the way to go and it's just been amazing. Um, I love that God uses music and uses a song. Um, to reach people. He's done that with me in my own faith walk. You know, a song hits me at the right time. And it's just been really cool to be on the other side of that, knowing that he has used one of my songs in someone else's story. And, and uh, it becomes very evident every night when um, the way we intro build a boat is we, um, the stage goes black and there's thunder and lightning and then rain starts. And people, they just start cheering, but not in a way that they're cheering for me they that's just why they're there um because that song has meant something to them mm -hmm. and they are stoked to sing along with us and to declare it with us and it's just a really beautiful moment every night that blows me away every single time so when you're not touring and um chasing around your baby girl spending time with your wife yeah. writing music playing over the next thing um what do you like to do in your downtime do you have any fun hobbies do you have anything that we should know about Oh man. Um, or you have I, time for I really, that? I mean, I have less time for that stuff now that I'm a twin dad, especially, but, um, <laughs> man, I like movies. I like, I like, um, I go pretty hard, you know, with music and, and with my, you know, quote unquote job, um, that whenever I'm not doing that and I'm just hanging, I, I also chill really hard. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so right. I like my husband like, says, I'm either a hundred miles an hour or asleep. That might be you too. Yeah. Yeah, there's not a lot of in between. Um, yeah, um, so I I'm down to, to put on a good movie and just relax. And um, but a, a, another th a hobby of mine that I kind of got into in the last couple of years, I really like fragrance. And I know this oh. might be a little odd, um, but man, I got into like perfumes and fragrances a couple of years ago. And uh, my guitar player is opening up a, a niche perfumery in Nashville here in a few months, and we just. Uh, any chance we get to smell something new, we're we're going to a, a store on the road or something. So that uh, hmm. that keeps us busy when we're on the road. So okay, the <laughs> best smell, the best smell you've ever smelled, or what are the favorite notes that you like? Oh man, um, wow! Um, I'm even trying to think of maybe one of my favorite fragrances. Um, I just got a new fragrance where frankincense is the main ingredient, oh. and it is so nice it's uh it's called purpose by Amouage. uh it's a new fragrance from them and it's just uh we smelled it for the first time at a fragrance convention i'm so nerdy <laughs> <laughs> this is a whole um, other side we didn't know i love it i didn't even I know, know there were fragrance whole, conventions honestly it was kind of a world i didn't know existed but uh yeah we smelled it for the first time back in december and i'm like man i gotta have that so finally mm. came in and that's what i've been wearing as of late so, okay. And yeah. I probably shouldn't ask you this as the father of three-year-olds, but what's the worst smell out there? Like if a perfume is made with this, you'd be like, there's no way anyone's buying that. Oh man. Um, yeah. You know, my answer might've been different before kids, 
but after <laughs> kids, I'm sure you can use your imagination on what my answer would be. Um, I will, uh, I little will people a have a lot of things going on. Woo, man, do they? Yeah, they do. Um, <laughs> but, uh, you know, it's, it's funny though. Like before kids, you know, the thought of changing diapers just so grossed me out, but now after kids, it's just something you do. I don't know yeah. why that changed. They're just your kids. You know, it's like, yeah, we got to do it. Um, Hmm. But yeah, doesn't mean the smells any better or worse. (laughs) It doesn't mean any better. Uh, Okay. So he is a father, an expert diaper changer, a husband, a fragrance aficionado, a super successful musician. And now Colton Dixon has his new project out, Canvas. Go out, enjoy it, um, be encouraged by the music. And Colton, we are every time we hear from you. So thank you so much for being on Love in the Bream. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much for having me. It's a pleasure talking to you. Listen ad-free with a Fox News Podcast Plus subscription on Apple Podcasts. And Amazon Prime members can listen to this show ad-free on the Amazon Music app. Listen to the all-new Brett Bear podcast featuring Common Ground, in-depth talks with lawmakers from opposite sides of the aisle, along with all your Brett Bear favorites like his all-star panel and much more. Available now at foxnewspodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts.